Hi, this is Josh Wagar with the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, and where we tell, uh, we, we ask six questions in nine minutes because we know that without a time limit, missionaries can get kind of long-winded. And so today, uh, we have a personal friend, a mentor, and missionary hero of mine from when I was uh, a young boy, Brother Joel Dickens. Brother Dickens, thanks for being on today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Josh, for inviting me to, to be a part of it. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Thanks. So, all right. Well, let's get into question number one uh, in just a little bit. Tell us about you, uh, your family, and your field. All right. Well, uh, my name is Joel Dickens. Uh, my wife, Cynthia, and I are missionaries uh, in Brazil, the northeastern part of Brazil in the state of Pernambuco, along with our four children, Morgan, Aiden, Daniela, and Abigail. Uh, we are church planning missionaries here. I've been here since 2000, April of 2005, and, and just at it, uh, trying to get a church started up here in the city of Belo Jardim. Awesome. Great. Uh, tell us, number two, what is, to you, I mean, it can be anything, what is the best part for you about being a missionary? The best part for me about being a missionary uh, is seeing, uh, seeing that light come on. Uh, in the heart and the mind of the people that we're working with. Um, when you when you preach and teach the Bible uh, and and watching their face light up when they when they come to an understanding of what the Bible uh, says. And uh, and that to me, and then seeing that work out in their lives in a practical sense and actually living that out, that is that's the best thing about being a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. It really is it's amazing to kind of see it go from like a confusion to an understanding. It really yeah. is cool. Um, question three, what, what is maybe, and it can be something surprising, it doesn't have to be anything intense, but what's a challenge as a missionary that, that you face that maybe would be unexpected for people or maybe not? Okay, well, I think um, there are lots of different challenges. Uh, language barriers are always a challenge. Uh, being misunderstood when you try to say things. Uh, sometimes the different, some of the different foods that, uh, that they like, that they expect that you're going to like, uh, <laughs> that maybe don't, uh, don't quite, uh, don't quite, quite come across the same way, but I think it all boils down to the one thing and that's being misunderstood so many times. Um, a lot of times when we teach our people things from the Bible, uh, the, the understanding is almost sometimes, well, you're an American. And so uh, it doesn't work the same way for us as it does for you. Uh, that's a, you know, especially in areas like even working with discipline, our children. Um, and we'll show them you know, biblically, this is the way the Bible shows that we're supposed to be training our children. And they look at it and they, it's almost like they say in their mind, in their heart. Yeah, but that's because you're an American. You're from a different place. You, it doesn't work that way here. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges we face is that almost that, that misunderstanding uh, that because we're missionaries, because we're Americans, uh, that obviously uh, it doesn't work the same way. And the Bible isn't that way. The Bible is the same for everyone. Well, that, I, uh, may, I don't know why it's, surprised, it's even surprising to me, but it's kind of in a weird way comforting to know that that's not just a certain culture that that happens. <laughs> so, um, man, great. That's I think that's something that will really help folks understand. So that's an awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
Number four, then, real quick, we're going to move on. Um, what other missionaries like that are uh, like yourself that are doing a great job would you recommend that you think need to be on this podcast? Well, I could, man, I could, I could shoot out a bunch of names, um, but one comes to mind uh, very quickly, and I didn't put this on Facebook because he does not have uh, Facebook, doesn't use Facebook, and that's the missionary uh, that has been my mentor. Uh, the missionary who I consider my Paul here in Brazil, and that's James Nash. Um, and I would be thrilled to, to pass along his email address and contact information. Um, uh, he's been here in Brazil uh, for almost 50 years. So Sorry, he's been, been here. Yeah, almost 50 years been here in Brazil. Uh, he's been in the ministry for more than 50 years. Um, and, and, uh, and to me, uh, as I've said to Joel Smothers, uh, He's kind of my old, you know, his Timothy kind of kind of an idea, uh, and and been doing a great job here in Brazil for a long, long time. Uh, uh, that would be one of the first names I would throw out there. Great. Yeah, I will get that information from you, and I really hope I'd love to talk to somebody like that that has stuck it out for so long. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Um, all right. Question number five. This is kind of the crux of the podcast here. Take, uh, you know, three to five minutes and just tell us a story about your time on the field that means something important to you. can be anything, okay. funny, serious, anything. Well, I, I, I really, that's, that's the one, because I know that's kind of the crux of what you're trying to do with the podcast, Josh, and I appreciate that. And I know other missionaries will as well. And other people listening and watching the, the podcast, um, I debated a lot about what story, what would I tell, what would I say about my because there's so many different stories you could tell. Uh, but I think the, the one thing that really uh, made a huge difference in my ministry and my life here in, in Brazil was when I came to realize uh, that I loved the people here in, here in Brazil, especially people that I work with. Most times when missionaries, when we come to the field, especially as young missionaries, um, we're coming because of the call of God. God's call is on our life. We know that's where God's called us to go. We go because of that call. Um, but I don't think we understand truly what it means to love our people um, when we first come to the field. And um, I'll never forget the day that I realized, and I think I, think I, I believe that I already love the people before this moment, but I don't think I realized that I love the people before this moment. And that was uh, during our first term. Uh, we were um, – we were – preparing to go back to the States on our first furlough. We'd been here for almost six years. Um, we had been, we'd been working here in Belo Jardin uh, since 2006. So probably four or five years we'd been here. And um, we really, in the little church that we had started, we're still here now, but the little church that we had started, we only had just a handful, handful of people, a uh, really small group that we had coming on a regular basis faithfully. And one of those, two of those people were a lady uh, and her daughter, uh, Leticia. And Leticia had been coming to the church and she was, oh, probably seven, eight or nine years old, something like that. And so she was around, I guess by now she had, she was up to about 11 or 12 years old, right around that, that age. So she was at that age where she was just really starting to kind of, kind of establish her beliefs and her thoughts and things like that. And I'd heard, I'd heard people had asked me, Brazilians had asked me over and over and over again, uh, why did you leave um, 
why did you, the, the question basically literally, I translate literally was, why would you leave the States or a first world country? Why would you leave there to come to this end of the world, basically, is what they would say. Because they saw their city as this little city here in the northeast of Brazil that, you know, didn't have medical, you know, a lot of good medical services. And, and, just, just, and, and it's not small in comparison to other cities, but here in Brazil it is, mm. in the interior. And so she asked that question. And normally when people would ask me that question, I'd always answer the same, well, God called us here. We're starting churches here. We're, you know, doing all this. And that day when she asked me that question, she asked me the same question some of the others had asked. Um, Pastor Pastor Joel, why why did you leave uh, the U.S. to come to this end of the world? And and the Lord gave me different answers, and I had never answered it this way before. And I looked at her and I said, "Because of you." Wow. And that was that was a moment for me that I hadn't even realized. Um, and, and still, still get, still get emotional about it. But there was a moment I didn't realize at the time, just how much I had learned to love the people. And, and the and it's not that we're anything because we're not, but God called us to come here because of little girls like her, like Leticia and so many other people like that. And so that was when I realized that was the, the moment where I realized just how much I truly love the people. And I think it starts out as a call for the missionary and it turns into a love and it's not the call goes away. The call's still there. It's always there. But when we learn to love the people the way God loves the people, it, it changes our ministry. And that to me was, I think that's, that's one of the things that was the most impactful part of our has been one of the most impactful part of my ministry uh here in brazil and uh and just to me just i still it, it's such a it's such a distinct um memory that i that i like i like like i said i still get emotional about it and that's been probably now oh good grief seven eight years ago that that you know that that happened yeah what a what a fantastic that's what we want this podcast to be all about is for missionaries and uh, you know, the faithful people back home to just really get a heart. Like not everything is this exciting. I cut through yeah. the jungle for eight days to right. get water to the starving girl, you know, like that's missions. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that story. It really means a yeah. lot. I took something away for those of you watching or listening. I hope that you take something away from that whether you're in the jungle somewhere or whether you're at home and you're dealing with your crazy neighbors across the street, uh, God called us and we get to love people. So man, Amen. thanks brother, brother Dickens. I really, really appreciate yes. it. Um, all right. We're going to move on. The last question is just something really quick. Some people have an answer. Some people don't, but um, what is maybe your first or your most embarrassing language <laughs> or cultural blunder? Well, I'm going to share two of them. Okay. Um, I would love to share a third and I may share it with you off air. Um, but, uh, but, but there's, there's two of them that, that really stick out. And one was early on. Um, I was still very early in the language here in Portuguese. And we all know that have studied languages, especially the language we're working in. 
that sometimes just mispronouncing a word or a letter or something like that can completely change the meaning. Well, I had been asked, uh, and the and James Nash, the missionary that we've worked with since we or you know we first got here, uh, he had asked me to prepare a lesson for the ladies for the ladies meeting. He thought that would be kind of a good way to get me you know get me started. They they the ladies tend to be a little more forgiving, uh, and so. And so I prepared a lesson for the ladies for their ladies meeting to just to share a challenge with them. And uh, because our children were all little, uh, very little at the time, uh, I went to the ladies meeting, but Cynthia stayed back at the house taking care of the kids, watching the kids, because obviously that would be my job normally on the ladies meeting night. So I put together my, my lesson, my message, and I went and I taught. In the middle of the lesson, uh, I was talking about the importance of family and the importance of us taking care of our families and things like that. And I made this statement in Portuguese. I wanted to make the statement that Cynthia was at home taking care of the kids. Now, the word I was using was the word for, for maintain, the word, the word maintain. Well, the word for maintain and the word for, for kill are very similar words if you get the inflection wrong and the pronunciation wrong. So basically what I said was, and it's just, a mo just moving one letter because the word maintain is spelled with an N where the word for kill is spelled without the N, but everything else is the same. And so basically what I said was Cynthia's back at home killing the children. <laughs> and, and, and of course all the ladies knew what I meant, obviously, uh, but, uh, but they, but they still, they, they were very, uh, they were very nice. They didn't all break up, you know, just, just laughing uh, all over the place. And then, uh, and then a second was one that I made uh, several years later. I was already uh, pretty well-versed, fluent in the language, in Portuguese. And I was teaching a seminary class. And I was teaching about, I was teaching the book of uh, the, the Old Testament, teaching an Old Testament survey. And I was getting really excited about talking about the story of Moses on the mountain, gave the Ten Commandments. And I said that as he came down from the mountain, the people uh, down at the foot of the mountain had made a beetle of gold. Well, the word for beetle and the word for calf in Portuguese are very similar words. So instead of saying the golden calf, I said the golden beetle. And so my students were confused after class and asked me why they had, I said a golden beetle. And obviously I corrected my Portuguese, but those are just a couple of things that, nice. that, uh, that can happen. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, listen, we, I'm super grateful again. Thanks for being on this podcast. It's been a blessing to me. I'm sure it's being a blessing to others that are listening or watching. So um, for all of you that are listening and watching, again, this is Josh Wagar and Brother Joel Dickens with the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Final thing, if people want to keep up with you, what's the best way? You have a website, Facebook, email, if they want to sign up for anything, how can they do that? The best way is Facebook. Uh, my personal profile, uh, Joel and Joel and Cynthia Dickens. Um, I would say go to our website. Except for our website, unfortunately, I've been uh, I have not been keeping up with it, so the website is not what it should be. Um, but also, also our uh, our mission office, uh, the website for our mission office, uh, www.ntbm.com, and just look up Joel Dickens. Okay. Um, um, our prayer letters go up there every time we send one out. So that that's, those are all good ways to get up, to keep up, keep in touch with us, keep up with us. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. And, uh, we thank all you, Josh. Yep. All righty. Take care. All right. Thank you everybody. Bye-bye.